Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Tomorrow evening is our first Monday of the month, and we always take the first Monday to pray together for our church, which I always want to remind us when we say we're praying together for our church, we're not praying for some distant, distinct thing out there. It means we're praying for the people sitting behind us, in front of us, the people in small group with us, the people we're doing life together with. That's our church. And tomorrow is first Monday. We're going to pray for that. I want to ask you to pray with us on the updates group. We'll put some prayer pointers later this evening. And then tomorrow evening at 6.30, we'll gather here again to pray. And if you want to join us in the fast, we try and fast as well on the first Monday of the month. For those who are able to fast, we can do that as well. And tomorrow evening as we gather together and pray and bring our church before the Lord, it's always a special time. I want to invite you to come and join us for that. Great stuff. Then I'm going to invite John to come forward. He's a, a good friend. I've known him for... Well, it must be about a decade now. Uh, and just it's been so great to see him grow. He uh, was a teacher previously, and God just moved upon his life to enter into the ministry. And they started a later church in Tanin and in Polokwane. And about two years ago, he was able to hand over the church in Tanin to a different pastor, and he's just been leading in Polokwane, it's just so great to see other people around him are flourishing and growing, and his wife and kids aren't here this evening, they were here this morning, he's actually on his way to holiday, and he just stopped by here to minister for, with us this, this morning and tonight, so thank you so much, John, for taking the time, and I was so encouraged by his message this morning, and I need to sneeze, I was so encouraged by his message this morning, and I know you are going to be tonight as well, that God is going to move in our hearts as he shares with us tonight. So thanks, John. Thank you for sharing with us. Thank you. Wonderful. It's good to be here this evening. I wanna, I've got a strange request this, mo- oh, this morning, this evening. I'd love you guys to come a little closer. Do you, would you mind maybe as just filling the first half of the congregation or church or space? Um, you don't have to sit right on top of people, but just in the first half will be wonderful. You can see the teacher in me is coming out, eh? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> it's lovely to, to be here. And um, I have such an expectation for what God wants to do this evening, but also for the service. Uh, so can we take just a moment to pray and commit this service? to God, like He wants to fill the space, and He wants to work in people's lives, and like Philip mentioned earlier, you know, that you might know 10 people that you could invite here, I, I really sense that God wants to do something in these evening services in the future to come, but we're going we're gonna to birth something this evening, is praying for that, because nothing happens without prayer, and yes, we must come tomorrow, but tonight, God wants to birth something even, I just sense it. And that you're going to look back on this day and say, remember when, remember when we prayed 
that God would come and fill this space, fill this venue, and do a mighty work in this place and even in our lives. So can you just take, uh, just turn with, if it's your spouse or friends next to you, let's just pray and intercede for this space to be filled again with, with people. Amen? Can we do that? Okay, let's just do that for a few moments. Yes, Father, we want to come collectively this evening. We just want to lift up the service to you, God, that you would draw young men and women that would come to, to a service like this, God, that you would place such a hunger and a desire for your righteousness and relationship with you, God. And we just want to call out every individual, God, that would be invited, that would even hear about this service and that they would desire to be part of your body, desire to come and sit in your presence, sit in uh, your, your word, God, being ministered to them, God. And we want to pray, Lord, that you would just uh, even activate something in our own hearts this evening to continue pray and uh, seek to invite people that would want to be part of what you are doing in this space, God, in this time. And there's a broken and lost world out there, Lord, and you've placed us in it. And we want to ask, by your grace, would you lead us to, to invite and draw even those that don't know you yet to a place where they can encounter you and meet you. So we, we consecrate this time and these services, Lord, these evening services unto you, Lord. And would you birth something, even this evening, in Jesus' name, Lord, would you be magnified, would you be glorified and lifted up in this place. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for praying for that and continue to pray for it. And I, uh, I'm, I'm going to be excited to watch this space and see how God just builds His church and uses you and uses even a group. There's more than 12 here. <laughs> Jesus used 12. So you guys are, are well equipped. You're on your way. Um, I have the, the privilege of just sharing with you this evening. And Philip's actually already ministered into an area. That I'm like, okay, so should we just have coffee now? No, I'm joking. God's been just talking to us about his presence. And he's really done it so beautifully just, you know, where people needed ministry just to know the, the peace of his presence. And um, just becoming aware of that. And I'm going to share a little bit this evening with us. And we're going to trust for more of that, more of his presence in our life, because we want to know Him more, amen, that's why you're here, <laughs> we're here for that, we want to know Him more, and um, if it's your first time here, welcome, it's really such a great privilege to have you here with us. I'm going to read a few passages for us this evening, and then really trust that God can refresh us, uh, just with His, His presence, and we've been, you can see the slide up there, but we've been dealing, I didn't even explain this this morning, but let me explain a bit. We really sense God wants to multiply um, through our church, but also even in our lives, the things He's deposited in us. And uh, one of the things He's given us is His Spirit. He's given, a, given us the gift of His Spirit, and we want to see that multiplied in our lives. And um, we really have an expectation that he wants to do a whole bunch of multiplication physically, but also even just spiritually in our lives, that he wants to see um, greater things 
uh, in this day. And uh, maybe that's true, you know, true for you today as well. So I want to read a, a passage in Acts 1, verses 8, which is quite well known. Um, but it goes as follows. You can follow with me. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And that includes Pulukwani and the ends of the earth. No, I'm joking. It's not the end of the earth. It's really a wonderful place. If you haven't visited yet, you are really welcome to come and visit us. And um, this word uh, received power. It's actually, if you look at the original text, there, it's dunamos, dunamos power, which is almost like dynamite. It's explosive. It's not like meeny peeny little tom thumb like power. It's like power, <laughs> you know. And I think sometimes we, we 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 think we like to box in how we would see the power of God. And uh, I just think God wants to break open our minds to to recognize that this is the power that raised Christ from the dead. You know, it's it's the power unto salvation that that draws men and women to come to understand the gospel, and it's done something in your life. You know, it's this Holy Spirit, this power, that that helps us be witnesses. It helps us carry the message of Jesus to a broken world, and it changes us. It changes you. It changes me. And we're going to talk a bit about that this evening. In one Corinthians three. Verses 16, it says, Don't you know that yourselves are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in your midst? You know, when we were worshiping this, this, uh, this evening, it's so wonderful to come together now and just in this moment, in this time, you know, even post, let's, let's call it post-COVID, eh? Amen. <laughs> Post-COVID, we can enjoy His presence together as we worship. It says that, his, God, as we come together and, and sing, He inhabits the praises of His people. How glorious is that, that He inhabits the praises of His people. And that's what we do when we come together. You're His temple. And as much as this is a physical, I wouldn't call it a temple, but it's a beautiful building, but we are also precious because we carry His presence. We are temples of His presence, and it's something that's precious. I want you to see this this evening, that we are His temples, and there's a, a, something so precious that we carry, and that's His presence. It says it dwells in our midst. Luke 11, verses 13, it says, If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your, to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him. And this is beautiful because it's a promise, it's a reminder just of His Spirit that's been given to us when we ask. You know, in Scripture, at times, sometimes we read things and we think, I've received the Spirit once. <laughs> if I think about it, it's happened once. But actually, many times in Scripture, it encourages us to be continually filled. Continually be filled with the Spirit. Continue to let your temple be filled with His Spirit. And I actually think it's, if, if you look close, it's probably daily. <laughs> daily be filled with His Spirit. Because, you know, you can't pour out of a cup that's empty. <laughs> so what do, we want, what do we want to come out of our lives? We want His Spirit, Him, His presence to come out in our lives. So we need to be filled with Him. We need to ask God 
refresh me. You know, when we talk about our salvation and when God did a work, it says that none of us came to a place to confess Christ as Lord without the Spirit leading us. God's Spirit led us to that place where we could recognize, man, the revelation of Jesus is true. And now we can confess it and believe and be saved. But the Holy Spirit was in that process. He's been there. He's been drawing us to the Father, to the truth. God's Spirit, when we are born again, makes our spirit come alive. Okay, it's what we call born again. I love this illustration. I had this old, uh, I won't call her a gogo, but it was a gogo. It was an old lady, and she came to me, and she grabbed me on my arm in the one shopping center. She said, are you born again? Oh, my goodness. Are you born again? And she was adamant to know, <laughs> are you born again? Because she doesn't want us, or she doesn't want anyone, anyone, to just practice religion. She wants to know she wants to look you in your eye and say, are you born again? Is your spirit alive? Do you know? Do you know you're born again? And I think it's sometimes so important that we need to look at it ourselves sometimes in the mirror and say, <laughs> and remind ourselves, I am born again. <laughs> I am born again. His spirit has he's done a work in me. I've come alive. I can recognize his voice. Philip was speaking about it so beautifully this evening. You know that... That, that passage that he was referring to in Psalms talks about us being still and knowing, his, knowing that He's God. But that knowing is an intimate knowing. It's not a knowing about. It's a knowing close. It's an intimate knowing. You know, that, that still small voice speaks into our spirit and it bears witness with us. And we know, man, we belong. No matter what hap happens in our lives, in the world, we belong. It's so precious. It's something we carry together. I don't know about you, but when I come to, to, if I'm having a coffee or meeting someone, and you immediately can pick up if someone knows God. Not by their actions so much, but there's a bearing of our witness. We witness with one another's spirit. It's come alive. And you can see, there's even maybe a twinkle in the eye. You and I, we belong. We're part of the same family. <laughs> eternally forever and there's immediately a connection between what God's spirit is doing in your life and that person's life you might have never met them in your life but immediately you're in sync <laughs> to a degree you're like yeah amen <laughs> so God's spirit has come into us we are born again we are we come alive through his spirit and then there's an anointing and, uh, you know, we, we, we talk often, and you're going to hear about this in Encounter 1 even. We talk about being baptized by His Spirit. And really, His Spirit coming and, and just really anointing us for the walk that we call to. Because you can sense His Spirit sometimes. You can even come to a place of salvation, but not have a, a baptism of His Spirit where you are actually empowered. You know, there's a, a power that rests on you now to go and do the thing that God has called you to do. And there, there is a difference. We see this in Scripture that, you know, even I think it was with Philip, the eunuch, and, and just the disciples even at one case, where they were talking about they'd heard the gospel. They knew about Jesus. They'd even confessed Jesus as Lord. But there wasn't this baptism of His Spirit. 
And Jesus wants to baptize us with His Spirit so that we can do and go and be what He's called us to do. In Isaiah 61, verse 1, the Spirit of the Lord, the Sovereign Lord, is on me. And Jesus read this passage when He got baptized. And the first time He went into the synagogue and He opened this passage and He read it. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. There's a sort of a mandate and a commission for each one of us to also do this because the same Spirit that anointed Christ is the one that anoints us. Jesus came fully as man, all right, and fully as God, but he showed us the way, showed us the model of being baptized. And the, what, what happened? That dove, his spirit, God's spirit, came down and anointed him, and he, his ministry started from that place. That spirit is the same spirit we have access to, and that the disciples had access to, and that they ministered in. And sometimes I think we forget that. We read the Bible and we, we think, oh, no, I've got, a, I've got a, a downgrade, even for children. Often when you talk about the Holy Spirit, you think, no, 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 These, the children can only receive a, a standard grade or the, the entry level. <laughs> you know, we're afraid of like, what might happen here. But it's the same Holy Spirit. It's God's Spirit. We all have access to it. It's so precious that, you know, when we come together, it's significant that... In us coming together, uh, God's presence is made manifest. And it can be in our corporate gatherings like this, or in small groups, prayer meetings, or even just in your home, your car. And I've just become aware that we need to create a space for that and become sensitive to that because we can become very professional Christians. Are there any professional Christians here this evening? I'm joking. Mark's looking at me. He's like, what does that mean? You know? I met, you know, I love it. So my name's John, and I met Mark, and I'm, I'm meeting all the disciples as I go, you know, and it's, it's great. Um, there's Philip at the back, you know, so, um, no, just joking with you. But we must remember that when we come together and we, we, we fellowship together, there's something special that can happen, that can be released through God's presence and us honoring that and really making way and space for that. And I've, I've been really challenged on this lately because it's very easy for us to, to become almost clinical in our minds about who God is and what He does and how He operates, but we lose Him in the day-to-day journey with Him and where we can invite Him into every part of what we do whether it's you enjoy exercising or running or even in your studies or working, you can invite him into that space that he wants to be there and use you even in there, that area. I uh, have recognized that in my life when it comes to just hosting his presence, and this is really what it comes down to is that as temples of his presence we need to be good at hosting (laughs) need to be good so it's good to host people but more so we need to be good at hosting his presence 
you know, good at hosting his presence in our lives. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment, but let me read this passage for us. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 to 22, always be joyful. So just smile, because we need to be always be joyful. So I'm going to read the rest of the passage like this. <laughs> always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do you know that there's sort of a mark? The Holy Spirit is even, it's called a seal, a seal in your life that you belong. And sometimes we just, just, just receive that tonight. You've been sealed because you carry, you, you carry a mark of his, his presence on your life. You belong. You're his, you're his child. In verse 19, it says, Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. And we've even got that picture of where Jesus, you know, got baptized and the Spirit came down like a dove. It wasn't a dove, <laughs> like a dove. And it, its presence was, was, was on Jesus. And the same is true for us. If, if it has that, even the characteristics of this dove, I think at times we need to be careful not to stifle the Holy Spirit and quench, it says in other translations, or control or, or, or reduce. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. Some instructions there may be for us on how we can host His presence, how we can be good at practicing having His presence. And now when I'm talking about His presence, it's the Holy Spirit, right? Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, and they are interceding, Jesus is interceding for us. But we here on earth have access to the Holy Spirit. That is the form of God we have with us, is His presence. And we want to treasure that. We want to honor that. Everything about the Holy Spirit points back to Jesus and the Father. It's not like he's trying to get his own glory. <laughs> just let's make, just be clear of that. We're not, a, we, you know, we, we understand the role of the Holy Spirit, but it's all about God's glory. Are you okay this evening? Is this okay? Well, the police agree, so. <laughs> Maybe poke your neighbor and say, this is good stuff. This is good stuff, you know. <laughs> We need to practice His presence. We had some ushers uh, this evening. Not that you couldn't find your seat, but the reality is um, an usher is someone that points you in the right way. Eh? It directs you to your seat. Um, we pray that we'll need many ushers here to direct people to all the, the seats that need to be filled. But uh, we need to be good at ushering His presence into a space, into an environment in our lives. And the way we do that is we become aware, firstly, of the Holy Spirit. We honor and we treasure just that intimacy we have. And then we also point people to Him. And we say, do you know, do you sense His presence? It's so important. My little daughter, she was here this morning. I don't know how she escaped kids' church, but she got out and she was here. <laughs> She's like, Daddy, where are you? <laughs> I found you. <laughs> and um, 
I love sometimes having a bit of chaos. It's okay. You know, holy chaos in church, but luckily you could get the better. And um, what uh, she's been doing lately is we, we worship in our house, eh? And we put on YouTube and we don't watch too many things because most of that stuff out there is just pretty fraught, eh? So we worship a lot and I was working one afternoon and she came to me and she said, Daddy, it's time to sing songs. It's time to sing songs. And for us, that means we worship. And they jump on the couch. We've got one couch they're allowed to jump on. It's a sleeper couch. And they jump on there singing God's Great Dance Floor. And they just go for it. And they love it. And I've got a two-year-old. He's not allowed on there because he'll bounce right off. But he also, he just spins around. This is his worship. He just loves to go for it. And um, We create an environment where we usher the Lord's presence in. And it's so precious because... They have become hungry for that. They've become hungry to have his presence in our, our home. When they drive to school, all they want to listen to is worship. And they are challenging us on the hunger and desire to usher in his presence. And man, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's really a highlight to see that. And I want to encourage us that let us be good. And it's not only through putting on worship music, but it, it really does help. But let us usher in his presence. Whenever we go out with friends or, you know, spending time, just become aware, be sensitive to his presence. What's the Lord saying? What's God saying? What's he doing? What can we do to honor that? Our neighbor um, came in, so my daughter and her daughter are the same age, and they play in the neighborhood, and um, we stay in a complex, and she's coming to kids' church, which we're really excited about. But her family doesn't know Jesus yet. And um, they're quite in the world. But she came to pick up her little daughter. And we had been singing songs <laughs> in the morning. And the songs hadn't stopped the whole morning. And I had got busy working and doing something else. And my wife was out in the garden. And she came to look for her daughter. And um, she walked through our front door. And her eyes were like this big. <laughs> and she's like, what is this? <laughs> what is going on here? And we could, the Lord's presence was there. I, and something moved in her because she didn't know how to respond or react to this. And I could sense there was an uneasiness because she hadn't encountered his presence in this way before. And she actually said, she's like, she actually said, I'm so sorry, am I interrupting something that's happening? I said, no, you're welcome. We just, we just singing so We just, Worshiping. Uh, I didn't say that. I said, no, we're just playing music and I don't want to scare her away. But I can tell you now, a seed was sown there. And she's going to come to know the Lord. Because there's a hunger for the things of God. And we need to create that space. We need to create the environment where God is just welcome. And we're not ashamed of that. Especially in your home, in your car, in your workspace. Where you have authority, invite Him in. Say, Lord, have your way. If you're a teacher here, have your way. I did it often in my classroom. It's the best thing you can do. <laughs> Have your way, Lord. Be sensitive. We need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit leading us and prompting us. We're so busy at times, and I think it's good for us to practice just pausing. Like Philip even did this evening. We can be so eager to move on to the next thing, move on to whatever, the busyness of life, but then... Can we just be, pause at moments in our day say, and tune our ear 
to what, what does the Spirit say? Should I even go to this meeting or party or watch this or do that? Are we inviting, are we allowing Him to be part of our lives? Or do we just do our own thing anyway? You know, the Holy Spirit is for Sundays. <laughs> I can turn Him on and turn Him off when, I, when it's convenient to me. Or is He something you treasure that you want to have close to you every day? Walking with, listening to, yes, Lord, what are you saying today? What must I do? What would you have me do? He's a holy God. You know, the Holy Spirit is holy. <laughs> and because He's a holy God, He cannot be where sin is. So we need to be good at practicing not sinning. <laughs> because it, 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 I'm not saying we can lose our salvation, but we're definitely not encouraging the presence of His Spirit in that place. So we need to be good, recognize that sin, and even us entertaining that idea, it makes His voice quieter. Eventually, if you continue in that, you, you might not even recognize Him anymore. We need to be good at how we deal with sin. It says in this passage, stay away from every kind of evil. Stay away. <laughs> that means don't like, ooh, I'm, I'm not really engaging no, stay away. <laughs> Leave. Because His presence is more precious. I remember one of our pastors saying, it's not so easy to sometimes think of just dealing with a sin. But if you deal with the consequence of what happens when you, deal with, when you engage with sin, is you separate yourself from God. There's a precious thing there that's happening when you realize that His presence is what you want. Not the, the, the falsehood of sin, but it's a lure. It draws us in. And then when you're there, you're like, Ugh, this is terrible. Because actually you've separated yourself from His presence. Repent. Go back to Him. But let's recognize that there's something more valuable. It's His presence. It's His Spirit. We want to be close there. Then we treat sin differently. We deliberate about it. We stay away. We do not want to stifle His Spirit. There could be an idol or something in your life that you just you value more. Maybe it's your, even your work or your studies or your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. Maybe you, I don't know, you fill the gap. <laughs> you fill the gap that steals the honor and the place of God. And when we entertain that, we also separate ourselves from His presence. Be careful. Sometimes gossip, when we talk about people, you know, let's not talk about people, let's pray for them. Let's, let's not talk about behind people's backs, but let's pray. When we entertain these things, it's ungodly, man. Let's just stop, stop that stuff. He cannot be there. Do you, do you recognize that? That His presence doesn't want to be there. It's, 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 not, it's not exalting Him. You're not lifting Him up. My wife, my wife is good at this because we talk, we have to talk sometimes about things that people go through and she's become very good at saying, let's rather pray. <laughs> I need her in my life because I'm like, oh. <laughs> like mm, let's just pray. <laughs> it's, it's so good. It's good to have a partner. Uh, and we, we, we encourage each other on that. 
You know, God's called us to moments that matter. In your life, in my life, there's, there's things that He wants us to, to be part of. You know? He wants us to be part of. And He invites us by His Spirit to experience those things. His Spirit changes everything. I think this is something I could preach a whole sermon on this, but I just want to leave this with you that when we allow Him in, into our workplace, into our homes, into your life, even the way you read Scripture, if you're not inviting the Holy Spirit to breathe life over it, you might be practicing something that's religious and say, I'm sorry, God. I want you to breathe life over it. Because the one, the author, is the Spirit of God. And He wants to reveal the truth to us. But we need His help, eh? Sometimes I read the Bible, I'm like, oh, I need, I need you here. <laughs> I need your Spirit to show me what's happening here. How does it apply to my life? His Spirit changes everything. There's some relationships I've had with people that without God intervening, nothing will happen. Without Him coming to move the mountain, literally physically in their minds or in their hearts, without Him it's impossible. But we have His Spirit. This day and age, when I think about it, we often are driven by many things. You're driven for success. You're driven to be whatever. You fill the gap. Even to do something that's good. <laughs> we all love to, you know, like, well done. That was a good thing. <laughs> but why, was it something God led you to do? We need to be led by His Spirit. We need to be known as people that are led by His Spirit. If God doesn't lead you, why would you go? <laughs> what are you doing? Even if it's doesn't matter to the shops <laughs> just remain but can we tune ourselves into that place where we are sensitive to his presence that we want to honor him let's be moved by him as a people that are f following him maybe that's our prayer this evening Lord would you lead me lead me I'll leave that quote out for tonight you have to wonder what it is. <laughs> There's a few ways that we can quench His Spirit, okay? And the only way I can think of this as a good illustration is like a tap. <laughs> you, can, you can close the tap. We can close the tap on God's Spirit and His presence dripping and flowing through our lives. And we can be, and, and at times, part of that. We can be the consequence of that. You can even experience that in church at times. And in Ireland, I went on a, a trip. Uh, I don't go on holidays anymore. I, I forgot, forgot to mention this morning. I don't go on holidays. I go on holiday, but it's not like I leave God behind. <laughs> it's like, okay, God, let's have a good uh, rest here. I'll see you when I'm back. <laughs> I'm just going to do what I want to do on my holiday. My holiday. Oh, it's changed. I'm so expectant. I leave on holiday tomorrow. But you're flying on an airplane. Mm, airplanes. Good place, man. And I've got a mask on, but I'm going to... So, do you know Jesus? <laughs> no, I trust that His presence will be made manifest in that space. That there'll be people that will be sitting close to me that God would lead me to minister to. Whether it's even just being a blessing. Sometimes we just need to say, God, I'm here. I'm ready to be used. 
We've seen people healed on airplane seats. Their backs have been healed. They're like, I don't have pain anymore. I'm like, praise the Lord. We just have to be available. And say, Lord, I'm here. In Ireland, we're on this holiday trip. And uh, we went to visit this little church. And it's a stone little church. It's not like this. It's a bit, bit smaller than this. And um, if you know the Irish people, and they're quite uh, reserved and a bit traditional. And we're in this little town, uh, Carmel, in the middle of Ireland. And our friends were living there. And they took us to church. And it was, man, there was like six people. And that was probably including the pastor and his whole family. <laughs> so, so we're doing well tonight. <laughs> but there it was a small congregation. And we visited them. And uh, it was nice. We sang songs and we read scriptures. And, uh, but there was no life. And uh, when we left, my mom had this picture, just prophetically, of the Holy Spirit sitting at the, at the door outside the church. And it, it had been restricted to that space. And um, we went home and we said, my mom felt that we should pray. We must pray that this church leadership would invite the Holy Spirit, make him welcome in that space. So we prayed and uh, we really just interceded for some time for the church and then we left, and a month, about a month later, uh, we got word of our friend said, you, don't, you won't believe it, but our church is almost full. <laughs> Something has happened in our church where it just feels alive. And I'm like, man, that's awesome. <laughs> Praise God, because His Spirit has been made welcome in that space. God is ministering to broken people, and He's bringing life. And sometimes, even in our own way of thinking and trying to tick out all our boxes and do the structured things, we need to be so careful that we make sure we include the Holy Spirit, invite Him in, because He brings life. That can, you know, if you're a small group leader or a leader in any form, we cannot do this thing without the Holy Spirit. You need Him. You need Him. I've recognized that... Now, where we plant the churches, if God doesn't come with His Spirit and do a work, yeah, there's no point in us being there. He brings the life. He changes people's lives. Dunamos power. I've seen some amazing things break in people's hearts that I thought would never change. But it's only through prayer and seeing His Spirit work. Oh, it's miraculous. Another way we can diminish or, or, or just quench his spirit is we diminish the, the, the personality of who the Holy Spirit is. He's not some abstract power or force, you know, like the force. It's not, it's not like that. He's a person. Okay? He, he has a personality. He's actually, uh, you know, personable. <laughs> and we can have a relationship with him. We can get to know him. And... The more you walk and, and have a journey with the Holy Spirit, you start to recognize His personality. You start to recognize, ha, ah, this, is, this is the Holy Spirit. And be aware of that. Com commune. And you're going to talk a bit about that next week, I think, and about communing with God and having communion, intimacy, and deep connection with God. But we are invited to that. So he's not some divine energy, like all the superhero movies. You know, they got nothing. They got nothing on the Holy Spirit. 
Because it's just a force, it's just a power, and then it's gone, or you can lose it. No, God in His person, in His spirit, allows us to know Him intimately and do marvelous things. He's gentle, but He's powerful, and He works mightily. We must be careful to diminish this activity that alerts us and awakens us. Do you know what? Be careful on some of the nonsense you watch out there. I've, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of this. Where I'll be watching uh, a movie even, or, um, but I've become sensitive to this because it offends the Holy Spirit. It's like, no, this is not good for you and me. But we, we sometimes think, yeah, but just, just, just want to watch the end of the series. I'm nearly there. I'm nearly there. I don't want to miss. What if people ask me what happened? I won't, I won't know. <laughs> Come on. It's not worth it. Treasure his presence. It's so much more valuable to know him intimately. I feel that's a word for some of you tonight. Because <laughs> it's challenged me. The last two movies I've paid money for and bought popcorn and everything, and I'm sitting there in the first five minutes, I'm like, huh, I'm out. <laughs> Come on, guys. Please leave that nonsense out of the movie. We need to honor him, treasure his presence. Be alert to him leading you. He awakens us to his glorious truth. You know what, sometimes when you read scripture, you've read it before, hey? And then you read something, you read it, you read it again, and you're like, whoa. Holy Spirit, it's amazing. We need to rely on Him. I think sometimes, even as church leaders, and I'll, I'll be honest to this, sometimes we can be good at relying on other resources and other stuff. And maybe you're a charismatic person. And, you know, you can even maybe convince someone. You've got a lot of intellect. We have to be careful because actually it's the work of the Holy Spirit. We need to rely on Him. We need to be reliant on Him. It's easy for us to despise prophetic utterance. God's Spirit is prophetic. It prophesies whether it's through worship, whether it's through prophetic word coming, we must not despise it, it says in Scripture. We should invite it and say, Holy Spirit, would you discern what's happening here? Because we have His Spirit and there's a unity that comes when we can discern what is happening in a season. But we need to be open for that. And I believe even as we grow, as this church grows, that we can respond to the prophetic utterance and say, yes, Lord, it's witnessing. Well, I bear witness with that in my spirit. Sometimes we could carry an offense or unforgiveness in our hearts towards a person. Just be careful of that stuff as well. You know, when we get offended, maybe someone says something, we didn't really like that, or how that happened, or how we felt we got treated. Be, be aware that those offenses and those unforgiveness things that we carry in our hearts can also separate us. It can cause a divide. We, we, we wonder. Sometimes we wonder, like, Lord, where are you? <laughs> Why don't I sense you close? Maybe say, is there an offense? Is there an unforgiveness that I'm carrying? 
that I just need to lay down and invite him back in. The last one. You guys are doing well. <laughs> Sometimes we suppress or we legislate against or we control or we even instill fear in people's hearts regarding the experience, the heartfelt emotions of God's presence and His Spirit. You know, we, we, we very, like, again, we become professional Christians. My church, I, I told them, I still don't see the tissues here. I'm glad I didn't break them. <laughs> but I cry a lot, man, in our worship. Sometimes I'm just a mess. Slot and trana and everyone's like, oh, what's going on with the pastor again? <laughs> but it's just that I, I don't, I'm not going to hold back the emotion I experience with God. It's just not worth it. I'll allow it to flow out, and I, I think we need to create a safe space for that. It's okay to allow yourself to feel something. God's given you emotions as well. Allow yourself to feel even the love that God will pour on you. Respond to that. Don't be like, ah, I'm going to box it in. I'm scared what people think about me. Can I tell you when the Holy Spirit starts to operate and work in our lives, that's the first thing that must go, is I don't care what people think about me. I like this. <laughs> I want more of this. I want more of Him in my life. I want to be bold about that. The disciples were bold. You know, I was thinking about it this, this afternoon that Peter, and when they were walking, and there was that individual that got healed by his shadow. Can I tell you what? They practiced His presence. They were walking with His presence. I don't know if it was the shadow. Maybe it was just his presence, because he didn't touch him. But he was carrying and he was ushering his presence. Wherever they went, God was using them. And that same spirit, we can usher that in if we honor him. We walk in obedience. Obedience is so key. I want to pray for us. We're going to also take communion just this evening. But this evening we have an opportunity to respond, to say, yes, Lord, I want more of you in my life, more of your spirit, more of your presence in my life. I don't want to just practice being a good Christian, an undercover Christian even. <laughs> people, do, people, do people know you're Christian? <laughs> How do they know? <laughs> you need to tell them, but you also need to demonstrate it in your life. And when God's presence is on you, Man, I'm telling you, you're going to experience things. You're going to be led. He's going to prompt you to do things. And then we need to say, yes, Lord, and respond. It could be small, but it could be big. And then you need to do those things. It's when we honor Him, even with the small things. He actually, he's, he, he likes to test our faithfulness. He wants to lead us to great things, but He, he releases it even over our lives. I think we can hand out those communion things, and then we're going to pray. I think we've got, yeah, they're coming.
so good to see some old faces here. I won't call them old. I'm getting old. <laughs> You're just growing up. But it's great to see some faces that I haven't seen for, for some time Yeah. I really want to pray for us this evening. And um, Before I do that, and before we take communion this evening, it's so important that we actually just examine our hearts. Say, God, I'm here for you. This is for you. That I want to usher you and I want to carry your presence wherever I go because I treasure it. I value it. It's precious to me. And before we just eat and drink, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And you can close your eyes. It's, we just need to come to a place this evening where we can just re repent. Repentance isn't a bad thing. It's actually an opportunity for us just to come. Come close. Come to Him. To repent of our own effort, our own ability, our own plans even. And just to surrender those to Him this evening. And say, Lord, I, I come and I, I want to surrender unto You. I want to become aware again of, of You, of Your presence. And would You come and, and fill me afresh? Scripture says that he, he pours His love into our hearts through His Holy Spirit. And this evening there's just an invitation that He wants to redo that. He wants to come and He wants to pour His Spirit, His love into your heart and remind you of the intimacy that He wants with you and for you. And we have a beautiful privilege of, of knowing him because of what Jesus has done and that's what we eat and drink of and remembrance of that this evening that Jesus has made a way he's made a way through his, his death on the cross he's paid the price for each one of us that if we believe it and accept it that we are sinners that need a savior that he's come to make us new new creations vessels of his presence temples of his holy presence that he comes and does that work and we eat and drink in remembrance of that his body was broken for that his blood was shed for us but right now just where you're sitting in your own heart in your own words even just come to the Lord and say Lord this is, this is where I'm at and I'm sorry. I'm sorry for maybe the way I've treated you. I'm sorry for how I carry on with my life. And I don't honor you. I don't give you the space and place that you deserve in my life. And I just invite you in again. I invite you to be Lord. Holy Spirit, would you come and lead me and just to see the truth that is in the word and to even expose sin and stuff in my life. Lead me away from that. Lead me to take active steps to walk away from the stuff that keeps me from you.
Just take some time just to be still before him. I just want to lead us in a song you can sing with me. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org. Browse our website, www.shofaronline.org. Or like us on facebook.com forward slash shofarpretoria.